Welcome to the Evolution Exchange podcast Nordics. This is a podcast which promotes interesting ideas and generates conversations across some of the most successful technical people in the Nordic region. I'm Sophie Gould and I help connect businesses with tech freelancers to help secure and scale their projects and I'll be the host for the podcast today. Perfect. So welcome to the Evolution Exchange podcast, which promotes interesting ideas and generates conversations across some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Sophie Gould and I help connect businesses with tech freelancers to help scale their projects and I'll be the host for today. So I'm super excited that today the podcast has a focus on women tech leaders and it was International Women's Day recently, which was really fitting for this podcast. And I personally love the idea of celebrating women and celebrating the accomplishments. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to, to have this conversation Now, this podcast um, will start with some introductions into who we have today. Um, And with the introductions, I'd say just give a brief overview of who you are, what you do, and also something that you're passionate about in life. Now, it can be to do with kind of your career, your position in the tech world, or it can be something completely outside of that. It's um, completely flexible for you. So I'll go first. Uh, my name's Sophie, like we, we mentioned. I'm the technical recruiter here at Evolution, and I mainly focus on freelance needs at companies across the Nordic region. I've been at Evolution for just over three years now, um, which has gone really, really quickly. And it's quite nice to tie into one of my passions, which is definitely connecting with people, um, making new network connections and also adding a value to them and, and having that um, relationship for long term as well. Another one of my passions kind of outside of work is definitely traveling and experiencing new things. Um, obviously the current situation doesn't really allow anything to happen with travel. So I've definitely got a lot of making up to do when things go back to normal. So yeah, that's the, that's my passions and what I, I enjoy doing. So let's go round and we'll come to you, Magdalena, first. Hi, I'm Magda uh, and I work as engineering manager in uh, Viaplay, which is part of Nordic Entertainment Group. So hi, Lena. We know each other from work. Um, And I've been uh, before I've been working as agile coach and before I was working in AAA industry. And initially I started my like professional career by being actually a Japanese translator and interpreter. So my way to tech was a little bit maybe non-standard, but it was very interesting. And my passions, well, I think that's anything that goes together with like building communities and connecting people and helping with communication and collaboration. Uh, And in like my private life, I'm also a very... Uh, avid uh, pen and paper role-playing gamer so I play a lot of like different systems different campaigns in the week well that's also kind of connecting with people and creating like collaborative storytelling uh, together with others so it's it's like a really 
fun part of my life. And I also love cats and all the pets. So Stacy, I saw like a dog going in your <laughs> room. That was really cute. <laughs> Thank you. That is definitely um, definitely an interesting start to the tech world. It's it's not the uh, the common. So yeah, I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, and yeah, we'll come to Jenny. Thank you. My name is Jenny and I'm working as a digital team leader at the IKEA Digital uh, within IT support. And I have, um, have a background before IT and the tech uh, in the retail and the customer service. So uh, um, one of my first job now within tech and I've been there for uh, almost uh, four years now. Um, I'm passionate about people. Uh, about developing, but but uh, about coaching and uh, help people reaching their uh, personal goals. Um, outside work, my passion is to dance. I'm a licensed uh, Zumba instructor since 10 years back. So um, that's what I think it's fun to do when I'm not working. Thank you. I actually did some of the um, Zumba classes myself, and they're they're really difficult when you first start. It's um, it really is a, a difficult thing to get into. <laughs> Takes a couple of times before you find a rhythm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And Stacy. Uh, yeah, I'm Stacy. I work at Star Stable Online, which is a MMO horse adventure. Uh, target audiences, young girls. Um, I am the product owner for our horse team. So uh, our team creates all of the horses that we put in the game. Uh, super fun and creative. Uh, yeah, so I've been with the company six years this year, uh, previously working with Community. Um, and I'm originally from the US. Uh, but I would say aside from gaming, I'm very passionate about horror movies and theme parks. Oh, and the dog is Cosmos. <laughs> have you um what's your favorite horror film oh that's a very loaded question i mean <laughs> one, of, one of my favorites would probably be halloween it's a classic i've probably watched that one the most uh, but i'm still searching for something that really really provides a punch <laughs> i'm yeah. very jaded at this point <laughs> I think you either love them or you hate them, don't you? Like people are either yeah. really, really into them or, or just stay away. Um, yeah. I'm not too bad. Sometimes I'll, I'll watch them, but I've got to be in the mood. Mm -hmm. That's fair. <laughs> I totally understand. It's not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go to bed on my own. If I've watched a horror film, I'm like thinking. <laughs> oh, perfect. And we'll finally, Lena. Yeah, hi, I'm Lena uh, and I'm uh, also engineering manager in Nordic, Nordic Entertainment Group as Magda, uh, but I'm part of the platform side. So I'm not only working with the wire play in that sense. Um, so, but I have been uh, engineer into engineering for quite many years uh, after graduating from KTH and just before millennium shift. So this sounds very old. I believe, <laughs> but there's some some years I spent there. Um, so, but I started off within the telecom business as Ericsson was hiring, uh, and it was also just around the corner by that time. Uh, so I started focusing on technical communication and usability questions, um, and has worked very close to development teams during all these times. Um, 
so during this time, I, um, I built up doc documentation and translation structures on corporate le level. Uh, and I also traveled the world as a technical trainer, educating our customers on uh, operations platforms, uh, amongst other things. Uh, but the last decade, uh, decade, yes, 10 years, uh, I made the shift and started to look more into agile management, uh, where I got inspired, uh, where I was part of a startup, where we did an agile transformation, uh, scaling up Scrum. And there I saw the potential of how to work in a more natural way. Uh, so I really got dedicated to this. Uh, so since then, since then, I have focused on building development teams uh, both in-house teams and also distributed uh, development teams. Uh, and this in different roles as agile team coach, development manager, and now I'm into engineering manager. And so, um, yes, so right now I'm in uh, media company, Nant, and see what, excited to see what I can do there. Um, so, uh, well, um, Actually, my passion is to grow people. And uh, that is um, mainly due to my passion, uh, professional uh, passion I have here, but also what I see I can do as a, a person to my my friends and also my kids. And uh, yeah, a little bit like that. But I really do see that. Um, uh, yeah, well, my focus is very much how can I as a leader grow a team uh, and it's in individuals to utilize their competences and strengths to become a, a great team. Um, so, I mean, I really see much joy uh, when I can see that I can make this change and helping out individuals to get motivated and develop themselves. Um, depending on if it's in my profession or if it's in my private life. So did you yeah, like that? Yeah, that's lovely. I think um, it, it's nice that we all have quite a common theme of people and whether it be connecting, whether it be helping, um, that is a, a really nice commonality. But yeah, thank you guys um, for that introduction. That's really, really good to get to know you all. And yeah, so this podcast, it's generally focused on kind of women in tech, which is quite fitting as I know today there was Sweden's annual women in tech event. Um, we mentioned just before we hit record that it was quite a good event. And it was even though the kind of in-person conferences aren't happening, the how interactive and how engaging the online conference was, was really nice and, and really surprising. But yeah, I think so following on from, from that kind of theme is just that generally tech is seen to be a, a typical boys club. And I actually read an article which was crazy that only 19% of the workforce within tech is female or is women. Now, I obviously knew it was going to be lower, but I thought 19% is is quite low. It's, it's quite a surprise. So I think for me and for a lot of the people listening, the main kind of goal from this podcast is to understand your experiences, what it's like to be a woman in the tech world, what are the highs, the lows, how you got there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's set to be a good, call, a good conversation. 
So I know we have a few different topics to cover, so I think we should just jump straight into it. Um, and I'll come to Stacey first. So I wanted to discuss with you, Stacey, what is something that you admire or maybe appreciate from other female tech leaders? Uh, yeah, it's something I've been trying to pay more attention to now that I've stepped up in my role and I'm working with teams is what do I kind of look for in other leaders that I, you know, admire or would like to learn type of thing. And I think a lot of what I've seen is that uh, the women in these roles have a really good balance of drive to get the job done, but also an understanding and respect of the people in the roles. So it's a very good balance of the task at hand and, and the people working on it and an understanding of who they are and what their needs are. Um, and it's a bit more of a, a comfort level that they, they bring to the table than maybe in other places I've seen. Um, that's, that's my big one. I'm very interested to know from everyone else too what, what they admire. Yeah, have you guys got any opinions on this? I'm a bit into what you're saying as well, Stacey. It's, uh, I also feel that the women that I've, or the female leaders that I've looked into and that I'm admiring uh, is the ones that is kind of ready to to roll up the sleeves and, and fight for, or not fight, but putting demands uh, in in maybe a leadership team where, where you are the only women. Uh, and but also having the people, um, having the people focus or close to their values, and 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 kind of can combine business with people. Uh, that's what I'm really admiring and being inspired of. Yeah, I I previously worked in television. Um, I was in LA for a while, and comparing what I saw in that industry versus like now I'm in games. Uh, games are far more genuine. I meet a lot more genuine and, uh, you know, relatable people than I did previously. And I don't know if that's just from uh, being more hands-on in tech than kind of what I saw previously. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I, I used to work in games for <clears throat> many years. And I think what I admire most or one of the things I admire most is when women leaders, especially like on higher positions, they're not trying to kind of live up to the male uh, leadership stereotypes, but they're really doing it like their own way. So uh, just creating their own path. And sometimes it can be very rocky. So like AAA game industry, for example, it can be quite well, it's still lacking when it comes to like having female leaders and like it's a bit of a boys club still. Um, and I had like a friend that's like a great female leader and she was basically like told by the CEO that like, oh, I, I can't talk with you as I can talk with the men. And that's that kind of made it very difficult for her to have the impact as like the male colleagues would have. Uh, but I mean, she just kept on being herself and in time like she found another position with another company that she's really thriving and she's appreciated for what she's doing and how she's doing it and she's a great leader so i think that this type of approach that like i am being myself i am doing it my own way i really appreciate that and i'm taking a lot of inspiration from that for myself 
Yeah, I, I agree on, on that, uh, Magda, as well. Uh, what I also appreciate is uh, with other leaders is that it's being supportive and to one an another and uh, like in first hand it's lifting each other and praising each other uh, where I can find support in both ups and downs and uh, I mean have a, a colleague to talk to. Um, and I also appreciate leaders that dare to show compassion and is tolerant to uh, tolerant and patient to other person's differences. I think that is really important. Um, but when I look at this, uh, it doesn't have to be just a, a, a female leader. It can also be a male leader, of course. Uh, but I think this is one uh, important part of a strong leadership to, to, to be able to praise other leaders. In that. That's really good. I agree with that 100%. And I also agree that it can be any leader whether they're male or female, absolutely. But I seem to notice it more when there are female leaders. But I think that's great because then we are recognizing it and we're seeing, yes, that's what we want. That's what we need more of. We need a better balance of that. Uh, so that's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I think um, something that you kind of touched on is that women tend to celebrate women a lot more. Um, so definitely within within the leadership role, you're completely right. The balance between the kind of deliverables and the work and, and also the people and the compassion and how they feel. Um, and similar to what Magda said is the company, whoever it is, needs to be able to give this leader the opportunity to, to be themselves and accomplish the, the greatness that they can do. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely admiring other women leaders is, is amazing because it's, it's what you need to do to be able to help and grow yourself, which is good. Um, and then, Jenny, I wanted to, to kind of touch on, on something with you is, do you have any challenges today as a female leader within, within your organisation? I can say maybe not where I am today or who I am today, but I, I struggled quite a lot with, with some challenges when I started in my role uh, within, uh, within IT and within technology. Um, I felt there was some, quite some biases. I was, uh, I was young, I was female, and I had no IT background at all. Uh, and then I was supposed to come in there and um, lead and manage a team of 20 people where there were two, uh, two women and the rest of them were men. Um, with a lot of IT skills, of course. So um, there I struggled a lot in the beginning um, and had that as a challenge. But for me, I was kind of trying to to take take a step back and just rely on who who am I, uh, what are my values, and who am I as a leader, and try to get that as my strength. Uh, because I know and I still know that the IT part and all the the all the all the IT skills will not be my strongest part, um, but who I am as a leader is what I can what I can drive and help my people and my team to grow. Um, so uh, I have used my team a lot, and uh, I've been. I think honest is really good of kind of taking away the challenge and see it as an opportunity instead. Um, they can show me 
what they're doing and I can kind of admire their job in another way than what I maybe would do if I understand exactly what they were doing. So having them explaining and having them kind of showing their passion for what they're doing, that has helped me a lot in, uh, in gaining the trust uh, and building a very good relationship with, with the people in my team, but also uh, for, for the leadership teams and with other people within the organization to, uh, to, 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 to trust me and that I can uh, trust my knowledge and my skills as a leader. I can relate so much to what you're saying, Jenny. And I also noticed that, because like now um, I've been uh, with NAND for only like six months since June. And at the beginning, I think at the beginning of every like kind of new job, I have this huge just imposter syndrome because I'm like, you know, I don't have like tech background from the start and I'm a woman and I've been in different roles. And it's like working with these engineers that have, 20 30 years experience in the industry and i'm like oh my god what am i doing here i had these moments but then i realized that they don't perceive me actually like that we had a lot of like this really good conversations very open that's that i realized that a lot of this is kind of in my head these expectations that i expect i tend to expect from myself a lot more than others expect from me. And just like putting that in the open and having these conversations, it's it's really, I think, gave me a lot of energy. And, and I got like so much both good and constructive feedback to improve like and serve them better in my role. That's that I think that's, um, that yeah, I can be my, my own worst enemy at times. Uh, I wonder if you guys can relate to that as well. Yeah, of course. But it sounds like you have a really good All the team. time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, oh, I can add on. I I think I'm very exceptionally lucky in my role right now. Star Stable is a fantastic place to be. I don't necessarily have the challenges of being a, a female leader now, but I think uh, like when I was going to school, I initially was going into a game design program and they actively steered me away from it because it is male dominated, because it's math heavy, because of all these reasons. And I got so scared that I actually changed what I was going to school for. And I think I still have a bit of that now where I have those same worries, like I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be doing this. This is, you know, not, I was told this is the wrong path to take type of thing. And absolutely the imposter syndrome comes up all the time but those are challenges that i didn't realize until i looked back and i was like that was not the right course of action did not expect it to still be part of life at this point where people would would tell you like no this is there's too many smelly dudes in that program like you don't want to be going in that course and it, yeah it's it does still happen i mean this was a number of years ago now but it's something to be aware of it's definitely a challenge you still see yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think um, it's not the same, but recruitment, the industry is, is again, male dominated. Um, and similar to what you said, Jenny, being someone who's quite young coming into the to the world where it is um, predominantly males, you do feel like 
should I be here? Is is this right for me? Am I going to do as well as other people? Um, and it's crazy to think that this happens regardless of kind of the industry, the sector you work in, the, the kind of job you do. Um, it is interesting to, to think that it's quite a common thought that comes up across a lot of people. Yeah, and I can also relate to this, even though uh, I did all my years in, in university engineering studies and so I can also find that, is this really for me? <laughs> in the beginning, I, I really felt that and I got uh, uh, insecure and uh, because I, I wasn't really a, a developer, but I focused on other things that also is important. Uh, in the tech industry so uh, but it was a little bit like if you're not a developer then you're not part of this world was my uh, idea at least um, so I can absolutely relate to what you say yeah it is um, it's, it's crazy to think that like I said so many people do think this like it's almost the normal to have these thoughts which it definitely shouldn't be um, it should be normal to feel that you are good enough and that you can kind of, of do play to your strengths and, and do what you're good at but it ties in quite nicely with with your question Magda which focuses on if you the advice you would give to a woman kind of considering a career in tech in the or in the tech industry what do you wish you would have known then that maybe you you know now yeah yeah i was thinking about it like what advice would i give to myself like 10 years ago or so and i think one thing is to to really let your passion drive you like wherever you want to go and we had like there was this uh really great speech on the women in tech conference from uh oh i'm not sure if i'll pronounce it correctly uh jitanjali rao like the 15 year old girl that that got like uh like kid of the year award last year and she's like just a, such a inspiring character and this is like what she's saying she had like already a bunch of inventions under her belt very inspirational speaker as well and she says that basically like go where your passion leads you just like start with what draws you what is the problem that you're trying to solve and just do it and then when you have like this drive then like the opportunities will show up and i think and have like just this um confidence that what you're doing like this is important and and i think that can give you like so much strength and then of course another thing is to find find like a good mentor, find just people who support you from the start. Cause I realized like just how much in my story, like in my life story, I really relied on the people that just encouraged me to be brave, to just go outside of the box. Like from my first like biology teacher, he was like a great, great person organizing like trips and like photography. Uh, exhibitions and stuff like that for his students so I think that that kind of started for me to see oh there's like world out there outside of my school outside of my little town in Poland uh, that I can actually explore and then along my um, university career and like professional career I had like a bunch of these different role models like both men and women that just carried me I feel almost on every step of my way so and now I have of course in my current workplace I have role models that I just aspire to and that kind of took me under their wings so I think it's it's really 
important to have that and also for then of course for us to like provide this opportunity for the new uh, people for the like younger generation that is coming into the industry and to maybe become mentors i think that we really kind of are what's or we become what we've seen when we were younger so if we met great mentors then we want to be mentors in the future and then it perpetuates so yeah i think that's that would be more or less like the big two pieces of advice that follow your passion and like have a good mentor or, or a role model that you can follow what do you guys think i agree <laughs> that's those actually paralleled what i was gonna <laughs> mention as well like um connect with people even if it's not directly related it can always be helpful to know people in different industries um to follow your curiosity, where you're saying your passion, if it's something you're interested in, please follow it. Um, but then also a big one that I like to stress to people is that there's no one path to get somewhere. There's no perfect path. It's not necessarily, you know, graduate school, go to college, get there. I don't know too many people who have just followed this one straight path to get where they are. Uh, there's always curves and changes and, uh, different directions you can take that will lead you to a new place. So go with where you're happy. Don't do it because you feel forced. And yeah, exactly what Magda said was, you know, follow your passion, where you're curious, go where it leads you if you have that opportunity and meet people along the way. You'll have a much better time than if you try, <laughs> try and stick to what is expected or what you think is the right path necessarily. I agree and I think it's important as well to you don't have to know it all as long as you have the passion and that you have that you feel that you have what it takes but then it's like I don't have to know this and I don't maybe don't have to know that and maybe it's a totally new company or a new industry you have you know nothing about but it's kind of about feeling that I have the passion for for what I'm gonna do, or how I have the passion for people as I had, which, which led me into the tech industry. So I think of finding, finding the, your, following your passion as you're saying, but also with the mentor and finding a role model that you really can look, look up to and that can help you along the way. Uh, I think it's, it's important to have, not to, depending on, on the, like on the industry and in the company, but finding someone in life that you can, that you can uh, that supports you and that you can ask all the questions and ventilate if something is not going as you're thinking i think that's important yeah and i can also just uh, fill in uh, is like advocate for yourself um trust and know your worth uh, like don't be afraid of advancing by asking what you want i mean believe in yourself and be curious definitely then then you will bring your you forward so, um, yeah. And after hearing you guys out, I would add that create your own definition of success. Just like don't go where is like maybe you don't want to earn like so much money or maybe you don't want to have a job in this super flashy company. Just really pursue what, what you feel. Because I think that we have this, you know, the definition of like of what is valuable or what is successful is still pervasive like this that success equals money like popularity all these things but I think that like the whole industry is very slowly shifting or maybe the whole world is shifting that we need to just 
redefine what we mean by value and what we mean by success. And I think that everyone can see it in a different way. I think when I was like 20 years old, fresh out of university, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go work for uh, the Japan a Japanese factory as a translator, earn a lot of money, it's gonna be whatever. And then I realized after two years, like, oh, this is totally not for me. I need to do something else and maybe kind of go totally different path, maybe sacrifice something else to just do what I want. And this happened like several times. So so just I think um, I would say like create it for yourself what, what success means to you. It might not be what others think and don't compare to what others feel success is. Don't compare to 15-year-old girls that have like 10 inventions under their belts already. <laughs> Oh no, that's so true. It's it's crazy how there's kind of like a, a fit the mold kind of theory that everyone has to do this or follow a certain path, like you said, Stacey, just to then become what someone else values as successful or or kind of doing well. Um, I think the the comparison of of yourself to someone else it can really really get to people but so many people do do it as well and you always think I want to make as much money as this person I want to get a job at this company I want to do this um but no I think the takeaway message is definitely know yourself know your worth and, and know what you think is what success looks like to you because then I suppose you're the only person who knows if you'll get there then um if you actually are successful by your own standard but that's nice I like that um, and then finally, Lena, the, the question that, that we wanted to discuss was kind of on a more broader spectrum of what's the kind of need of these women in tech events? Now, they're so popular. Um, they definitely are. I, I know I've listened to a lot of podcasts, audio books. I've been to conferences um, and there's a lot of communities, a lot of companies that focus around women in tech, which isn't isn't a bad thing. It's quite nice. Um, but why isn't it kind of natural to then see men in tech and men conferences and, and those kind of events on the flip side? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I have been uh, reflect reflecting about this uh, on the need of having women in tech initiatives and that there still seems to be need of having them to manifest and show the inequality that still exists uh, in being a female and male leader in tech um, but what i also reflecting in is if we are doing it in the right way because it seems like it this takes time before the change will come um, and uh, i know this is not an easy question and i don't cannot answer it myself uh, so uh, i mean i would like to hear your reflections about it as well uh, but my reflection goes that i have never really looked at myself as a different person due to my gender. Uh, I very seldom reflect on this in my daily work. Um, well, I see competent persons solving a task together. Uh, but I also see that it is not always this way I get treated and then I get disappointed because I, I feel I treat the other, other persons like that as I want to be treated. Um, so, uh, I mean, I believe that we still need to strive for getting a mindset change uh, and create an equal playground where tolerance is in differences is key. Um, that we would be able to look at each other as we are equally competent leaders 
not focusing so much on the gender differences. Um, but in this, I also have reflected that it might be contradictory uh, when we create a feeling of like us as females and them as males, uh, and that this mindset change will not happen so fast. Uh, and what would happen if we tone down and uh, show more how competent we are, um, as one of my very wise friends said the other day, uh, what happens if we spread out and show, not gather into a group and talk about it? It's more like doing than talking um, to make the change. Um, but I don't know how this could be done. Uh, just a reflection I have had. Um, but with this said, I, I do enjoy attending Women in Tech conferences. I, I did today. Um, I really attended some interesting talks uh, and I read blogs and talk about leadership in different contexts. Uh, and while, while I do this, I find myself listening to and meet up with competent persons, uh, not really focusing so much on, uh, on that we are women in that sense. But I, I would like to hear more what you think of uh, the, the progress in this and how you, you perceive what is happening around you. Yeah, that's a great topic. And I, I think, I mean, it is contradictory and I think it's going to be contradictory uh, because there are different elements to it. Like for me, what's like two main elements to equality or equity is like one to actually empower the like fraction of the society that is disempowered at the moment. And I think this is what these events provide, the sense of inspiration, empowerment, showing that, yeah, we actually are equal. It's proven, like we can do this. And then the second part is to integrate, to actually, as you say, take it to the society and show that, oh, we can do this together. And for that, of course, everyone needs to work. And I feel that both are important so i would like to see both type of events that i feel that events like today women in tech it was really great and i feel like when there are only women i feel that it's a very safe space somehow that i just yeah i can just you know let my mind go in all the directions and really explore everything but then of course we go back to the reality that is very like all everything is mixed and then we need to have ways to integrate it as well. So I think it's important to like get men on into these groups too. And for example, when uh, I worked in King before as Agile coach and we had group women in King, but in this group were both males and females and like non-binary, everyone was invited to this group. So when we had events, we did it together. Uh, some events were only for women, of course, or like promoting to the students like female students but they were always like from our side both like men and women so i think that different types of approach is important to have like these two aspects like empowering and integration um so i don't have a like, clear answer but that that would be like what's what i would continue with these events but also make sure that the other side happens as well and that we're not creating this us and them feeling because that's never good but i mean we are equal but we are still different in some ways and i think to embrace this diversity 
is the like key to to actually be able to integrate yeah um thanks magda um and just and yes this what you said lastly is embrace uh, diversity and how can we utilize this together more than uh, like uh, hiding away from each other and uh, like protect pro um uh, pretending that everything is uh, normal and it should continue like this i think that is one way of doing it I think it's like deeply rooted in the society as well that some so, some industries are male dominated and some are female dominated so like healthcare it's it's a women's job so to say so it it feels like everything is so kind of deeply rooted back in a lot of generations so it might take maybe a very long time before it it feels nat I feel natural as a as a leader in in the tech industry and the, but um it's um it's hard uh, i think if i'm talking with my friends and telling them that i'm working within tech and with it it's like you are you doing it and and it it's it's hard to describe but it it really feels like it's it's so deeply rooted somewhere it's it's hard to kind of nestle it up and and make it uh, make it equal uh, that you can work wherever you want and it should be accepted by everyone and everyone should be treated the same way. I think we're getting there, which I think one of the benefits of working on the type of game that I do is we get a lot of interaction with young girls and they keep changing because they come and they go. Um, and as of right now, they're very much of the mentality of of course we're equal. Like, why do we need something special for girls? Like, I'm just as important and powerful as, as a, a boy. And I think that's amazing to see that. I think some of them maybe haven't hit some of the challenges that we've experienced, and they might still, but I, I think they have that passion that maybe we haven't seen before because of all the challenges that we faced as women over time. But it's getting to a point where hopefully you know, we might have the women in tech conferences, but they might shift focus a little bit or or they might evolve because we're getting to that point where the, the young girls don't feel like they're lacking empowerment. They feel empowered and they feel that things are, are equal. And I, I think from my experiences, there's still a ways to go, but at least they're coming into this with a very positive mindset and uh, I, I did a conference, I was on a panel one time about women in gaming at a Comic-Con event, and the, the girls were so excited in the audience to ask questions, whereas, like, the panelists were a bit more jaded. <laughs> they, you know, were kind of, not negative, I would say, but they were a bit kind of warning the girls, like, it's going to be tough, and it's going to be this, and, and the girls didn't have that mentality when they were asking questions. So I, I think we need to embrace that more. And if we have these conferences, maybe it's less about, oh, you're a girl and it's tough in the industry and more about how to make you a good leader, what we were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that also maybe, or maybe it's me, but I feel that the focus of these conferences changes a little bit because there are more talks in general now about like leadership, about building teams. It's not like women building teams, women and leadership, it's more, on a general note. So I, I sense that there is some sort of a shift. Maybe that's because like what you're saying, Stacey, the situation is really 
getting better. I think that we're also quite blessed because we are in Sweden and Sweden is kind of on the forefront of uh, this movement, I would say. Like yeah, the my whole country, my whole country <laughs> Poland, is maybe not there yet, although there are a lot of positive changes there and some negative changes too. But, uh, you know, I really feel blessed that I can work in Sweden where this is really visible, that we're getting somewhere. I feel like really inspired by just working here with all these great people. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's such an interesting topic because, like you say, I, I think times are definitely changing. It's 100% what you said, Jenny, a, a kind of historical stereotype and it's deep within the roots of, of kind of history. Um, but even on like a more general level, my my niece, she came home from school and, and she was saying they have to pick sports. And she was like, I'm, I'm going to do rugby, which is typically like a, a, a guy's sport. And I was like, that's such a nice thing because um, it's it's nice that she doesn't feel, oh, I can't do that because I'm a woman. And like you said, if this is kind of how they'll proceed during life and starting from the really younger people, um, that should work better. Can you guys still hear? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got a weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was a message like, trying to Technical <laughs> difficulties. Oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, so I think it's quite nice. So I wanted to kind of ask you guys um, when I kind of do my day job of recruitment, where I always speak with with companies across Sweden and sometimes the question comes up and they'll say if you could get us a female developer or a female engineer or someone with a bit more diversity that would be great like that's what we're striving for now it's very very difficult to kind of promote diversity or just attract um, diverse profiles so I wanted to kind of understand from your experiences what have been the kind of best workplace initiatives that you've seen or experience to, to kind of help promote diversity and, and retain women within these these companies? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's something that we live so much that people come to us because of it. Um, so we actively promote that we have 50% uh, female uh, staffing. Uh, approximately it fluctuates a little bit I would say um, but it, it's represented in our game in the way that we work in the you know we're very on top of making sure that it's a comfortable and safe workplace for everyone involved um, and then we act on it and we we hire great people um, we have a great work culture and um, small small things like we have uh feminine hygiene products in all of the bathrooms which is something i've never seen before but <laughs> greatly appreciate um and so like small things like that that are like oh yeah you're you're recognized and welcome here i think can go a long way and i think people recognize that and and you talk about it and so people come to us because they hear that we act on these things that we're not just looking to hire women but we have a culture that uh, work culture that emphasizes that and appreciates that. Did we lose again? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I thought oh, we were yeah. disconnecting again. Yeah, we're having terrible technical issues again. 
<laughs> but no, the, the feminine, fen, fen, feminine hygiene products um, is such a good idea. I've never heard of that before either. It's great. I know it sounds so silly to talk about, but it's like such a lifesaver and so many people appreciate yeah. it. That, I don't know. We it's have great. that at King as well. and But we, we kind of guerrilla started it because one colleague just started putting like some tampons in the bathrooms and then HR kind of picked it up and like, okay, we actually should do it for the whole nice. company. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, what about you guys, um, Jenny, Lena? Have you seen anything or is there anything in your experience that you think is, is kind of cool to promote diversity? IKEA is having their uh, diversity plan um, that it should be 50-50 uh, when it comes to uh, to leaders. So 50% uh, should be female leaders by 2022. Uh, and I know within IT, we're really close to that as well. Um, so it's, uh, I don't personally feel that that's, it's a really big gap looking at the leader positions uh, when it comes to IKEA. It's, it's quite equal. Uh, it's, it's a good diversity. Um, no, uh, no hygiene products at the toilets, but I think that was a really awesome thing. Um, and it's very needful and it's, um, I appreciate it. But I, um, I think the, uh, in general, the diversity at my company is good. Um, but I really love Apple. I had a, uh, a Women at Apple uh, uh, foundation that they're driving where they are teaching female or having like coaching sessions in coding with uh, their female uh, engineering uh, persons and having only the female leaders supporting them, asking and kind of including females into a male dominated world and so it's uh, really uh, like to uh, I love to read about that uh, it was um, it was inspiring to see how kind of taking women that's not hired or employed by Apple and to have them knowing how it is to work work with coding and work with developing um, and in in the tech industry so uh, yeah and we have our diversity and inclusion part of the or like the department persons i'm not sure as well and they're doing a lot of different initiatives the recent one that i really like is now when there was the international women's day so this whole week we kind of celebrated as uh, uh, women's week and if you like find even our profile like on linkedin we're posting like some stories of our women uh, like from nant and their stories especially like women leaders uh, and inside, like in the company, we also have like uh, we were using the this this year's hashtag. Like uh, I oh, I forgot how the hashtag hashtag is. Uh, I uh, dare to challenge or something like that, right? So we're using that as well to um, to start conversations, and we have a lot of uh, I think difference not only about um, like women in tech, but in general about diversity and inclusion initiatives uh, spanning from like workshops different like talks uh, that we can participate in one thing that i want to highlight actually from my previous workplace that was i think really cool uh, we had like this training about unconscious bias that everyone was uh, recommended to take uh, because like i mean we live in a world that we are biased everyone is biased 
So the more we learn to actually see it and to be self-aware of that, like the more we realize how much we are contributing to like sustaining the non-great status quo. So doing this training, we had like some exercises around how we can become more self-aware. I think it was really fun uh, workshop. And also like, because most of the company did it, then we could kind of speak in the same terms about it. And I think that was a really good initiative that's, that's improved at least awareness about the diversity and inclusion issues. We also have a, a similar uh, training within IKEA with unconscious biases, and it's it's a, it's a really big eye-opener. And as you're saying, we are kind of unconsciously driving the biases. Um, so um, it's um, it helps you to kind of think a bit outside the box and actually think what how how am uh, how is my brain acting when I think of a certain position or a certain thing. So. Um, it's really an eye-opener and a big, uh, a good learning of getting to know how, how your brain works in a way. Yeah, and um, I was just thinking of uh, adding to Magda's <laughs> description of, of NENT, uh, how, how we're dealing with this, is that um, equality is uh, part of the, the core, core values that we have. Um, and uh, we were talking really much about it. Uh, we have dedicated workshops, like a half-day workshops, uh, and talk about equality uh, as well. And so, and we also have a like a fifty-fifty gender distribution thinking in general in the in the company that is really visible, I should say. Um, so yeah, I, I can see that Nant is really really giving an extra effort to this, definitely. It sounds like a, a lot of the companies um, kind of, like you said, the values, the, the being present and, and acknowledging that this is where we want to strive to with the kind of 50-50 initiatives. I think that that does help because if it's in the forefront of your mind, then you're going to be constantly acting on it, even like you say, kind of subconsciously as well. Um, no, I think it's, um, it's, a, it's a great topic. And I know that there's a lot of a lot of females that want to get into tech, um, and I hope just us even having this conversation. If someone listens and they think, "Yeah, I can do it," um, will definitely help promote diversity across the the tech companies within Sweden. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. But has anybody else got got anything to add? Anything they want to discuss or mention? I just think that if anyone like listens to this post podcast and uh, wants to like reach out, just reach out on LinkedIn and we can have a conversation. Cause um, I think it's it's just good to keep this alive. And if you felt inspired by anything um, we said, just like don't hesitate and reach out. Perfect. Yeah, no, I think a lot of listeners, um, so in the kind of couple of weeks that we've, I've spoken with you all kind of one-on-one, -on -one, um, I know a lot of people have said, oh, I'm busy, but I'm so interested in listening to the podcast um, because it's it's so nice to have that commonality of, of just another woman in tech. Um, so yeah, thank you all for your insights and your opinions. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the listeners think as well. Yeah, and thank you so much. And 
both like IKEA and Star Stable are companies that I really, really appreciate and admire. So it was really fun talking to you guys and learning more about like different initiatives and different ideas that you have. So thanks for chatting with me here. Yeah, thank you. This was really fun. I agree. Thank you so much, uh, Sophie, for, for the, uh, the yeah, possibility to be here and talk about this important subject. Yeah, very thank cool. You, yeah, thank you, everyone. It's been really inspiring to listen to, you, to your background and your stories and your thoughts.